Hello everyone, it is Tuesday, September the 8th, 2020. This is the Tanaka Cast, your look at baseball through the lens of Masahiro Tanaka's starts. I'm Dan and I'm joined by Barra. Hey everyone, lots to discuss today, lots to discuss. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about Tanaka's start from two days ago, going into how the ALE standings look among others and the Yankees in a predicament, my Boston Red Sox totally a non, a non story so we'll just talk about the ALEs as a whole and uh then we'll look ahead to the uh to the next the next start i look forward to more of these episodes after every one of masahiro tanaka's starts um you can find us on spoilermedia.net slash tanaka cast or you can search for us and find us on services like uh apple podcasts spotify stitcher and all those fun things so yeah. Let's get right into it, Barra. Let's take me through Tanaka's most recent start. Well, uh, Tanaka's most recent start was a great example of how Masahiro Tanaka uh, can be got into, and how he can, uh, and how uh, he can be rocked, and then how he can just settle in and pitch a pretty excellent game. Uh, so it was interesting. Uh, I watched this game on the normally since the game on the radio. I watched this on the TV, uh, and. That started out, weirdly enough, with a first batter bunt. And you're thinking, why would anybody bunt to just get on base to begin with? And immediately my thought was like, oh, they're trying to knock Tanaka off of rhythm so he makes a mistake and they can get on the board slash, you know, just get him out of steps. And sure enough, bunt and then two run home run shot. So he's down by two just the very beginning in the first inning. Um, but unlike a number of other pitchers, especially Yankees pitchers recently, he gets rocked and then he settles in. He pitches five and a third third innings, doesn't give up another run. Uh, he leaves with two runners on base, but one of them reached by an error. And even though uh, the Yanks, unfortunately, they provide no real offense for him aside from that, for, for that one run, and uh, even though those two inherited runners score, the, he wasn't charged with it. Mm. Um, I'm not exactly sure how how that exactly worked with it, but I think it was a combination of an error and then also Sessa like walked one of those batters, it walked the first batter in. Um, interesting. So it wasn't like interesting because I was yeah. going to say typically with it, that would be the other way around, right? I mean, those would still be earned runs. Yeah, mm. but one reached by an error, and then the one that reached by an error was literally walked in by Luis Sessa. So I think that I assume the scores just were like the pitching from Luis Sessa was so was like subpar slash maybe how it worked with like the leading runner being a uh, but the leading runner being an error that uh, that they just decided not to uh, not to charge it to him. Uh, I think Massa I, I, I don't know why. How bad, how bad was your performance? Well, your performance was so bad. <laughs> we're not going to blame us. We, we took pity on Masahiro Tanaka. <laughs> <laughs> didn't give him those earned runs. Masahiro Tanaka did not deserve your shit, Luis Sessa. <laughs> did not deserve it. Uh, I will say that not having Gio Urshela uh, in third base, you know, playing at third base, he currently has bone spurs uh, in his elbow, is, you know, there was... Uh, Tanaka was rolling in that, fifth, in that uh, sixth inning, and he then basically knocked a ball down, which... Uh, which the shortstop would have been able to pretty easily easily get and make the play on. And if it was Gio Urshela, he would have I just done I he would have either let the shortstop make the play or he would have made the damn play. 
There was another one where it wasn't an error, where it was pretty clear that if Urshel is there, who's one of the best third basemen in the league. Um, and, yeah, and I do think that Massa, when one of his techniques, and there, he wasn't spraying, spray, get, inducing a ton of ground balls here, but as we've seen when he's rolling, there's ground balls, and what do you need? You need, like, competent defensive players, and Urshel is, like, a cut above. So, I mean, I think Urshel is, in many ways, like Tanaka's best friend when he's on the mound because... He can make he can make stuff how make stuff happen and keep people off of base, um, but yeah he he leveled in. Uh, I believe he also had like seven strikeouts too. Um, no, sorry, five strikeouts this time. But it was a five strikeouts off of six hits, a little higher hits than normal, two hurt earned ones and a walk and a one earned run. Uh, his I think sorry go on. I was gonna say that I think the two storylines for me in this one are one that it feels like he's finally Masahiro unleashed. He threw 95 pitches. Yeah. So that's one big cool thing. Like, I think this was his first game, right, where he was he pitched a pretty full game for yeah, a starter? I think, yeah. They, they, I mean, they, the previous one, he pitched 88 pitches, but right. um, that's but true. still. I guess, yeah, it but seems so much less than 95 for some reason, even though it's a difference of seven. No, but I mean, at the same time, like, the 95, was, the, the 88 pitches was him, was uh, Boone letting him, like, you know, finish six innings. Uh, and you know, trying to get in line for the win. Uh, whereas is that uh, the uh, whereas this was he pitches ninety five pitches in five and a third. So it's not like they stretched him to get to that level. He was pulled, you know, when after it was clear after they're feeling okay, um, you've you've reached the thing. If that makes sense, like if he was if if he was rolling, I suspect they would have let him go above that ninety five. Right, gotcha. Like if there weren't pe- if there weren't people on base there um or if there's only one person on base i'm pretty sure that they would have let him go beyond above that 95 pitches so i do think that uh we're going to be full speed ahead tanaka this time and like if for instance Tanaka wood he once again has like five innings pitch zero uh no runs and like he's at a pitch count of 66 i think they'll just be like okay masa just keep on rolling um with the caveat again as long as he has a lead greater than one, I think as long well, well, as long as he has at least a two-run lean, and uh, and he's pitching well, I don't see, especially with how bad the bullpen's been recently for the Yankees, why they don't just say like, okay, Masa, like see what you can do, get see if you can get the shutout on your own. Yeah, are you seeing that fruit, that coming to fruition anywhere, where? Boone is starting to not trust the closers and is or the relief unit and is instead inspiring those to stay in the game or is no, it still kind of a struggle? I don't think so, but I mean right now the Yanks are a are in that eighth playoff spot. They are third of the AL East. They lost to Toronto yesterday when they had a six two lead and they got the ball to Chad Green. He didn't have his stuff and they got to Adovino and in that inning it was literally ten runs were scored. Six two lead Toronto wins at 12-7. Um, absolutely backbreaking. And, yeah, it's just like the the relieving core just hasn't had it. They keep on they keep on uh, blowing games and giving up runs. And similarly, and it also doesn't, that, that really doesn't help when your offense has been sputtering too. I mean, ironically, everything's been going pretty poorly for the Yanks, except their starting pitching's been pretty damn good. Uh, it's just... A lot of, um, you know, but the offense hasn't been there and the relievers haven't been there. And their defense, while not the worst thing on earth, has not been stellar either. 
yeah. So the, I mean, they. Sorry, go on. They they have um, they had fewer hits in Masahiro's start than the Orioles had runs. Yeah. So all three of those were from Miguel Andujar, who yeah. is you know yeah. apparently although. Not a good defensive player has seemed to have gotten his Stella groove back. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> good for you, Miguel. Um, but yeah, every it's just a. I am curious if Boone. I mean, I would feel like Boone is just going to have to keep on trusting his people to a degree. But I would be curious if he gives into the temptation of like letting some of his relievers who can go long go long and. I think Masa is at the point where he can go long, and as we know, he's a hyper-efficient pitcher, so when he's rolling, that means going deep, sometimes into complete games. And we also know that Garrett Cole, who has not been astounding but has like shown flashes of prominence as is still Garrett fucking Cole, can throw complete games. He can throw eight-inning games. Um, so, and it's also not necessarily, a, it's also not a slap in your face if your current ace and your former ace um, both of which are damn good pitchers, like if you just give them some leash to to go. So, like, I mean, that's what I'm going to be curious to see is that if Cole and if Tanaka get greater leashes to um, uh, to to throw in order to, like, save the bullpen and also just, you know, like sew up some wins because they have been reliable, whereas is that the bullpen has, has not. Yep. I mean, it wouldn't have helped. When, now that you see this ultimate score, it wouldn't have helped maybe with the that game, but it could have with I mean, a, like a swing in a swing in confidence. If he if he closes out the fifth inning, then or sorry, if he closes out the sixth inning um, himself and maybe doesn't give up those two other runs, maybe it's a different game and there's some confidence. In I the, think that the it's offense. a very different game and potentially gets a different situation. I mean. The strategies are really different when you're mm-hmm. down, uh, when it, when you're when you're down by when you're down by five one as opposed to uh, as opposed to when you're down by uh, by two one, uh, because okay. because yeah, I mean I think that that's a because at the end of the day, uh, you know one swing of the bat ties a game, and you can also pretty easily slow small ball your way to victory there. I mean you know get somebody as Go, you know, like get a get a single, move the run move the runner over, bunt, and then you have a chance to like get someone over, score on a fly ball, and you've tied it up. Like you can either do it through like crash or like just big swings or small ball, and uh, you're going to be a lot better. So yeah, I think it totally changes the psychology of that game, um, where you don't need a rally, you just need a, a a lucky break or some or 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 just a small rally. Right. Well, looking at the standings in the AL East, um, you know, the Yankees are the the Orioles are at the heels of the Yankees right now. Yeah, and they play cool. a crucial four game set with them after uh, after we after we finish these next two games with Toronto. Um, yep. I mean, I think if the Orioles sweep the, I mean, depending on how it happens with the, there is a world where the Orioles go ahead of the Yanks um, after this set. I don't want to see that world, but like. It's brutal, and meanwhile, you know, it's like you don't. It's not even just about the Orioles. I mean, you know, you have the Tigers and the Mariners in 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 this as well. Um, uh, I'm just gonna yeah. look up the old wild card standings fully here because it's a. Uh, I think it's a uh, yeah. I mean, the, the the Tigers and the Mariners are the two other teams that are being thrown into it and who are who are fighting for that spot. 
Um, the nice thing, though, is that this is totally a situation where yep. the Yankees have their destiny in hand. Like, if they can, if they, if they win the, if they win this ten game series that they're about to, they've just started with Toronto. Um, or it's not exactly you know, it's, it's going to be three, uh, three, four, three. They haven't they played ten against Toronto. They played ninth last night and they lost it. If they won that, they're probably gonna feel finish second in the uh, in the AL East. Um, maybe even win it if the race collapse. Um, but if they lose it, they're in trouble. And if they lose these next four games to the Orioles, then they might be out of the postseason too. It's just like this is it's a example of like you know the, the teams were two of the teams which they who are have their destiny in hand they have control over. Um, yep. And uh, that's a uh, that's where. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, I mean, two-thirds of the way through the season. Wow. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Uh, no, um, it's a, it's a pretty brutal. It's a pretty, it's a pretty brutal. Si- it's a, it's a pretty brutal situation overall. I mean, um, and the- yeah, in terms of other teams, I mean, Seattle is nineteen and twenty-two. Baltimore is nineteen and twenty-one. The Tigers are eighteen and twenty-one. It's just like. These are all teams that uh, that could really, you know, that those three teams, if the Yankees falter, um, they get in there. Uh, and quite frankly, if the Yankees crush Toronto, which would be lovely, then you know the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, well, they don't, I think the O's probably uh, the O's could sneak in, or Seattle could sneak in, or even Detroit. Yep. It's a, it's a. I mean. It's weird to say this, but you know, the LA Angels are 17 and 25, but the Yanks are 21 and 20. There's a weird world where best player of all time, potentially Mike Trout, just decides, you know what? I want to get in the fucking playoffs in this stupid season, and then stupid things start happening. Can we talk about that? Well, how is this person? I mean, yes, okay, you need a team around you. How is this person considered such a great player? I don't watch the Angels, so I, I know shame on me for questioning it in the first place without, first evidence, place without but evidence. But how is, how is he considered he like the like, bat, one of the best, and have this huge contract when the Angels routinely don't make it to the postseason? I mean, I think it's uh, you said it. You need a team, and the Angels have not provided him with the tools to do it. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of you know historically there's a number of great players who. Haven't had a ton of postseason have to postseason success. I mean, you know, I mean, Cal Ripken was an excellent player. I don't believe the Orioles really did did too much with him. He's there. Tony Gwynn, similarly, is you know, Mr. Padre may have legitimately was the closest person in recent time to beating Ted Williams to hitting 400. Um, one of the greatest hitters of all time. Period. And you know, I think the Padres had like what one postseason appearance, etc. Uh, and it's like it's. Uh, a baseball isn't like basketball, where you know one great stud can can carry you to can carry you to greatness. You need you need a team around you. Um, you know, it's and so I think that the I think it's also been a thing of like the Angels have been trying to make it work for Mike Trout, but they haven't. And I also think also to Mike Trout's credit, it's about his loyalty. Like if Mike Trout had wanted to go to the Red Sox, to the Yankees, or the Dodgers. Um, or any other team that's like you know getting on or about to go on a roll, he would have been able to. I mean, it's Mike Trout. I think Mike. I mean, granted, the Angels have been willing to pay him, but I mean, I think Mike Trout's also seen him been pretty content to be with the team that he's been with his entire career. Yeah. I mean, Mike Trout will finish an LA Angel, and 
you know, if he'd really been focusing on like, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I want a World Series ring, um, then I think he would have, uh, he he would have had himself dealt to to any number of other teams. But he wants uh, even just cross out to the Dodgers. Um, but you know, I mean. I, mean, I think I was also yeah. I'm curious about in terms of like how it works with the admissions. I mean, you know, he's not Manny Machado. I mean, he he's not Bryce Harper. Where I think you know, getting a ring is very important for the legacy. I mean, I think I don't maybe Mike Trout knows that people already consider him great because of his stats. So it's just like I don't have anything to prove with the, right. by by getting a ring. I think he may be confident it's going to come eventually, but I think he knows that if he retires tomorrow, he's going to be considered a Hall, a Hall of Fame lock. So that's different from again, like your Bryce Harpers or your Manny Machados, or even your or although Mookie Betts can do whatever the fuck he wants because he has a ring and he has the stats. Right, right. I I think it's just I think I just come from a different world in a lot of ways where I'm used to like a lot of the other sports where the individual contribution is so much greater, and when you really take a look at baseball, it's one of the more interesting differences between this sport and a lot of others is that it really is a team game and you can definitely be amazing and still lose consistently and it might not be any fault of your own where in a lot of other sports football basketball hockey to a degree but maybe lesser so than some of the others like one individual who's amazing can really change the tide yeah although in terms of football and stuff i mean it's like I mean, you know, Dan Marino is considered a great, one well, of the greatest, and people some put him in like the greatest thing, and he never won so, and he never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, it's just different. I, I guess I, I just come at it differently. Like this, this same mentality is saying to you that Dan Marino wasn't a great player because he didn't win a championship. Um, right. But I can, but I can hear both sides of that. I, I can understand both sides of that argument. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think it's also. Uh, to, to, to interesting too that I do think just that baseball just has this history of honoring people as greats without the championships. And I yeah. mean, I mean, I you know I just uh, put up uh, Tony Gwynn, but uh, gosh, what's what's his name? The the, the great uh, Ken Griffey Jr. I don't believe Ken Griffey Jr. ever won a cha- <laughs> oh, won a World Series. Yeah, uh, and I mean, like, I also think I'm being really. Um, I think I'm also being a little hypocritical, especially as a Red Sox fan, and saying things like that. <laughs> right? No, I mean Teddy Baseball never won a World Series. Let's also be real here. Teddy Teddy flipping Baseball. Uh, did Hank Aaron win a World Series ever? I don't know. I I think Hank Aaron also might be one of those one of those dudes. Uh, um. Oh no, he did win a World Series in 1957. Um. Yeah, but I mean, you were just talking about Ted Williams, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Teddy Baseball Man, <laughs> like so ridiculously good. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's it's it's, it, it's but yeah, no, it's uh, I, I am curious. I mean, let's also put another great who's going to be a lock for the Hall of Fame, but what of my favorite player is it also, I think, just like a favorite set of baseball players. Like Ichiro Suzuki, no no World Series rings. Yeah. Um, also, clearly the hit king. <laughs> yeah. Like undispu- uh, un- undisputed, uh, 
just looking at Teddy Baseball. Teddy Baseball's career batting average was three forty four. Yep. <laughs> it's insane. Career. Yes. <laughs> Not career. one season. Career. career. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> career. Like let's let's be let's be real here. Uh, so yeah, no, it's a it's a it's absurd. <laughs> so anyway, I'll shut up now. I uh, no I, no. Contradi- I contradicted myself. So <laughs> let's let's move on to Twitter and read Masahiro's lovely tweet following this game. I I, I I'm all, I'm always always for Masa tweets. They uh they they, they bring uh they, they bring joy to my heart and all the little children of the world. I have pitched for the Orioles game. The first time I suddenly lost two goals. After that, I think I could manage to pitch with some tenacity, but I could not pitch to lead to the victory of the team. (laughs) The team is in a difficult situation right now, but I managed to get past the last 20 games. Thank you for your continued support. (laughs) Awesome. He is, he, he is too good for this world. (laughs) Uh, but no, I mean, uh, and his next next battle is going to be Friday. He's going to get another crack at the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see whether the offense steps up and also whether he's going to be gotten to again or knock on wood if he's if he's just going to dial in. I mean, one of the things that Massa does is, that, you know, when big games happen, he likes to go in and like literally every single game – Hopefully, going into a playoffs that hopefully they make Akwood is going to be a big game at this point. So, uh, I just feel that you know he's he's uh he's like you know he's he's tanned, ready, and rested, and <laughs> he's and uh, I I think it's it's I think it's going to be very interesting, and and uh, it, it's also I think fascinating from to see you know with, with so much collapse on the Yanks, Massa hasn't been collapsing even though he took a freaking. Ball uh, a line drive to the head, and we talked about how uh, the you know, we t- and we talked about how like that that last hit that that may have actually helped him to knock on wood, avoid injury, and slowly work himself up. But you know, I mean, he's going to a contract year, and if at the end of this there is like Garrett Cole who did so so, and Masahiro Tanaka who pitched well or even great, and then you know the rest of the staff you know which has kind of been floundering or injured. Uh, I don't see how the Yanks don't try to extend him because, again, they have a history of, yeah. like, you know, loyalty and what keeping people within the org. And also, it's just like, I mean, you know, like, you've had this guy consistently give you seven innings of work. Um, yeah. He didn't opt out when he had the chance. He clearly wa- I, he clearly wants to be there. It's just like, ink the ink the rock a deal so he could uh, so he could stay so he could retire the organization. I mean, who knows? This Show is me the money. <laughs> no, I mean no. Because I mean, certainly, if the Yankees don't extend him, uh, other teams will snap. Other teams will snap him up. Uh, I think there's there's no there's no question about that. Uh, but but we'll see. Sometimes if maybe things, even the Red Sox will snap him up. I was actually <laughs> no. It would be an interesting twist, but uh, I believe me. I think that uh, I think that there. I I was actually thinking the Red Sox would be. If the Yankees do not grab Massa, I think the Red Sox would be a great destination for him. I mean, it's like, you know, they, they're they going to have some studs coming back, but they're also been shaky, shaky. And someone who's just consistent, <laughs> like, could consistently give that monster-hitting lineup 
even when it wasn't so good this year, it still hit like monsters. Like kids instantly give you five scoreless innings is or like five or like kids or at least at the very least they you know, also just does this thing of like regularly giving you a quality start or like five innings of go of like two runs or less. You will take the Red Sox would be able to feast. Like he would the Boston sports media would start loving him. Uh, plus, you know, it's uh, it would be kind of shy. It would be like a reverse thing that normally happens. Like normally, the the Red Sox players do well, and then the Yankees grab it. But um, but yeah, this is all hypothetical. Of like, you know, if he continues to pitch well, knock him one, and the Yankees decide to do it. Or I mean, even if he pitches bad, I mean, who knows? If like maybe the Red Sox. But this is all a uh, all an interesting hypothetical, uh, all interesting hypothetical that I hope does not come to pass. <laughs> is it? What's up with Jacoby Ellsbury? Is he st- what's it, what's his deal? I think Speak, he's speaking of player speaking of players who were taken after you know after their play at the Red Sox. I think his contract is finally over. I think he was just basic. Uh, I think that his whole deal was basically they were they didn't want him to play and he was uh, and he was perfectly <laughs> happy to be paid. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, Beautiful. Alrighty. Well, let's look ahead. He was released by the Yankees on November 20th. Uh, gotcha. 2019. Anyway, looking ahead mm-hmm. to the next game, we might be a couple days delayed this time around just because both of us are going to be um, out in nature this weekend. Um, but Friday is, is supposedly his next start, right? Yep, yep. Friday, Friday, against, uh, Friday against the Orioles. Against something called Keegan Aiken. On the Baltimore Aiken. Orioles, um, so that should be—I mean, that's going to be a big series, like we, we like we talked about. Yeah, anything no. Anything against really anything about against the, the the Blue Jays or the Orioles is going to be a big one, I think, for the Yanks at least. Yeah, no, it's going to determine who's in the postseason or not. And as I yeah. said before, it's going to be it's going to be pretty crucial to 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 see whether or not uh whether or not Tank can can hold it down for this one. We oh. shall find out. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to cover, my friend? No, I think that we're pretty good. I think that this is uh, again where what we're looking at, what we're looking at right now, is uh, it's, it's do or die time for the New York Yankees, and you know we're gonna see if Massa can do his part to push them over the edge, and we'll see if uh, he can get some offense when he gives them uh, winnable games. Looking forward to it, and looking forward to as always to connecting with you to, to talk through the start. You can find us on spoilermedia.net slash knockacast. You can find us on iTunes. I keep saying iTunes. Stop saying iTunes. Apple Podcasts. (laughs) You can also find us on Stitcher, Spotify, all those fun spots. Um, Barrow, was there anything else that you wanted to mention? No, I think we're good. Um, We'll see you then probably, I assume, probably on Monday. Sunday uh, or Monday, yeah. Probably Monday. Yeah, Sunday or Monday. And... uh, as always, uh, keep keep on uh, keep on watching, keep on listening, and uh, we'll see you then. See you then, everyone. Take care. Peace.